It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 199, it is the week of November 9th, 2017. And yes, we are getting ready for the Dark Carnival. We hear the train in the background. We're getting ready for something wicked that might be coming our way. We're also solving some mysteries with none other than Nancy Drew, heading out into space with Star Trek, and so much more, as we are welcoming none other than the talented, the iconic Ellen Gear here to the show. Now, Ellen Gear has a portfolio that has gone on for generations. She's part of so many different things, from the magical world of Disney's Nancy Drew, Something Wicked This Way Comes, Star Trek The Next Generation, Beauty and the Beast, the TV series, Harold and Maude, Practical Magic, and so much more. And Ellen is going to be stopping in and talking about a variety of different things, what it's like being part of many of these classics, passed on to generations, what is she working on now, doing live theater, and so much more from her illustrious career that spanned over the last 40 years plus years. And no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have the questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We have Dominic, who's stopping in with Mrs. Dominic once again here this week with a short leash, with tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation when you're short on time and short on money. And maybe your stomach is growling, you're feeling a little hungry, you need something to wash it down as well. We have Trisha and Jamie here with Magical Munching. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire. Yes, from Otter Box, Disney Channel, Disney Junior, The Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Star Wars, and many other things. We have all kinds of fun on the horizon. So before we jump into this week's show with a lot of fun things going on here, first I want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and treat you like family. They also have bilingual experts to help you with any language barrier that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. All right, all of you D-heads, we have a lot of fun things on the horizon, and even though the music sounds a little spooky, it's a little dark. By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. We do have to honor many things. So we're going to do away with the spooky music here for a little bit because Veterans Day is this weekend. So it's time to honor all of those who have served and honor those veterans for Veterans Day. So let's officially kick off show number 199 for the week of November 9th, 2017. Raise your hands, stand up, show a salute, maybe clap your hands and show honor for all those who have served. Let's officially kick off this week's show. Here's a salute to the men and women of the armed forces. Let's start with the Air Force. Off we go into the wild blue yonder. Flying high into the sun. Here they come, zipping to me out of thunder. Attaboys, give her the gun. Down we dive, spotting our plane from under. Off the wide, head for the course. We live. 
Now here's the army. Left, right, left, right. One, two, three. Over hill, over dale, as we hit the dusty trail. And the caissons go rolling along. That's right. In the mouth, hear them shout, counter marching right about. As the caissons go rolling along. You've got it. And it's high, high, he in the field artillery. Shout out your number loud and strong. Forget the Marines. Yes, sir. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, we will fight our country's battles on the land or on the sea. First to fight for right and freedom and to keep our honor clean. We are proud. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Write down that. Welcome to the wonderful world of Disney. Next on ABC. I got a scoop. It's a too hot to handle scandal that only this college girl can break wide open. True. Nancy Drew. But her biggest case. That's not a crime, buzzing them up for a big game. Could be her last. You think they won't seek retribution? The world premiere movie, Nancy Drew. ABC Next. <laughs> Hey, everybody out there, this is Jim Cummings, and you're going, who is that guy? Well, I'm the masked voice behind, oh, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger 2, Darkwing Duck, and a few others, and you are listening to Disney On Demand, but you knew that. I gotta get up, I gotta get going, I'm gonna see a friend of mine. He's round and he's fuzzy, I love him because he's just Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh. Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. 
All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back. I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 199 for the week of November 9th, 2017, as we are getting ready for all kinds of fun. As we have somebody that is a veteran in movies, television, and so much more, we have Ellen Gear stopping in here very shortly. You know her from Harold and Maude, The Magical World of Disney's Nancy Drew, Ray Bradbury's Something Wicked This Way Comes, Star Trek The Next Generation, and so much more. I am excited to have Ellen stop in here here and share all of this from her 40 plus years in the industry. In addition, we have the D team stopping in with Aaron, Dominic, Trisha, and Jamie, and all kinds of fun. There is a lot of great things here this week, and of course, that kickoff for the veterans. Thank you to everybody who has served in any division of the armed forces. Thank you once again, and I hope you enjoyed that kickoff for the show here this week. Now, all of you D heads, it is time to jump into that news, but before I do that, yes, you know exactly what I'm going to do. First and foremost, I gotta give you all the different ways that you can stay connected here at the show. Yes, it is that time once again. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash dizradioshow. That's D-I-Z-Radio-S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand. Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you're sitting there, you're like, I'm at work, I'm in my cubicle, I'm driving to work, I want to share it with my family. You just can't wait to hear all of us here at the show ringing in your ears week in and week out. Super easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, the tablet. You name it, you can listen to the show instantly. And if you're like, this guy is just rambling on, blah, 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 blah. You can't remember everything I just said? Go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. Woo! All right, that is out of the way, LVD heads. Let's jump into that news, hot off the D-wire, and how about something that we all love with our phones, and how about OtterBox collaborating with the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort to bring an all-new mobile case to the Disney parks. Yes, this last week, OtterBox and Disney announced that they are going to become the official protective case of the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort as part of a new multi-year strategic alliance. Now, this is going to bring OtterBox cases to several DTEC locations throughout the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort and eventually expand Otterbox's in-park presence, offering guest ways to protect their vacation memories with the number one most trusted brand. And I have to say, I have an Otterbox on my phone right now. Now, the collaboration is between Otterbox and Disney. Now, as they mentioned, they said it allows us to combine the trusted protection of Otterbox with the magic of Disney parks. Not only can we help protect our guests' precious memories inside the park and beyond, we can help them express their passion for Disney because they are going to have Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and all kinds of great park things that are going to be part of the Otterbox. Now, Otterbox is also going to collaborate with Disney consumer products and interactive media to offer a wide variety of all new cases, as I mentioned. Now, the first will be a signature series called the Disney Classic Collection. Now, this is going to feature Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and many others, and it's going to be for the Otterbox Symmetry series for iPhone 8, 
iPhone 7, iPhone 8 Plus, and iPhone 7 Plus. Now, as they mentioned in their official press release, this alliance joins two companies that share a commitment to providing high-quality products and experiences. We are thrilled to collaborate with OtterBox and look forward to introducing a variety of new Disney-inspired merchandise for our guests to enjoy. Now, this is going to be fun, great, and I know many of our listeners out there have already picked up a variety of these OtterBox cases already at the parks. If you want to find out more, you can go to otterbox.com, search Walt Disney World Resort OtterBox. We also have an official write-up on our website at DizRadio.com. Now, moving right along here, let's get into the holidays. Now, you know that I am all about Thanksgiving before Christmas. I'm not going to ring in Christmas yet because, come on, you got to make way for the turkey, giving thanks, friends, family, and more. But we do have holiday news on the horizon. And how about collaborating for the first time on a holiday experience? Saks Fifth Avenue and Disney are celebrating the season with an all-new Once Upon a Holiday. This last week, Saks Fifth Avenue debuted its iconic New York holiday windows and the 10-story tall theatrical light show in true fairy tale fashion with a celebration of the 80th anniversary of Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Now, Sophia Carson, the multi-talented actress that we all know from Disney Descendants and Hollywood Records, is there to perform live at the unveiling event, and she was accompanied by a 40-person choir with appearances by Snow White, Prince Charming, as well as the Seven Dwarfs. Now, this is all new, entitled Once Upon a Holiday. Now, this is all new 14 animated holiday window displays presented by MasterCard. Got to give the plug there for all of them. And this is part of Fifth Avenue's 94-long history. Now, all new for this year is they have brand new clothing line for Disney. Yes, they have brand new things that they are releasing, including all new dresses, gowns, and many other things for women that have their Snow White inspired. They're Frozen inspired. They are just gorgeous to the T. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not dressing up in dresses, but they are gorgeous. Now, they also have Disney character breakfast events that are taking place from November 25th through Sunday, December 31st. And tickets are available for purchase at Saks.com slash Disney. Now, this is a brand new Disney-themed breakfast at the Cafe SFA on the 8th floor of the Saks New York flagship store. Now, Snow White, the Prince, and Dopey will all make guest appearances on select dates, as I mentioned, through November and December. Now, there is going to be, like I said, exclusive merchandise so far with Happy Grumpy, as well as uh, kids' bodysuits and uh, pajamas, you name it, including a limited edition handcrafted Snow White collectible doll that is only sold exclusively at Saks Fifth Avenue locations and Saks.com. Now, they are also having many other things as part of connecting up with Disney as well. So these are just great new experiences and more. If you want to find out more about these, check out everything that Saks is doing. You can find them on Instagram.com slash Saks. And in case you're not sure how to spell that, maybe this is the first time you're hearing about it, it's S-A-K-S. But there's Facebook.com slash Saks as well as Twitter slash Saks. Man, you say that 10 times fast. It could could get you in trouble there but there's also facebook.com slash disney style and instagram.com slash disney style as well now moving along here let's get out of the holidays and let's go into that galaxy far far away and you know what i am not bringing you news about the last jedi i am not bringing you news about is luke skywalker gone to the dark side and what did mark hamill have to say about it no what i am bringing you is star wars a new hope three lp vinyl album box set with John Williams' original compositions that is getting released on December 1st. Now, celebrating the 40th anniversary of one of the most significant soundtracks in film history, Walt Disney Records is set to release a special collector's edition 
of the remastered original motion picture soundtrack for Star Wars A New Hope. Now, the score was conducted and composed by five-time Academy Award-winning composer John Williams. We know him from so many different things as well. Iconic right there. We don't even have to explain who he is. But Star Wars A New Hope box set is the first release of the Disney Music Group with Star Wars. That's right. This is the first time that the Disney Music Group is releasing anything for Star Wars, but they are going to have subsequent releases that are planned throughout 2018. Now, this is a phenomenal box set, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Star Wars geek. Now, the box set includes rare photos of the film's production and scoring sessions. It also has two essays that are featured in a hardcover book called Tuning Up a Galaxy, written by author Jeff Bond, as well as John Williams' Journey to Star Wars and more. Now, what's also awesome about this is the LP is a 3D hologram. Yes, as it plays on your record player, you are going to see the Death Star rise up and be there in its full 3D glory. This thing is fantastic. Like I said, I really need to get my hands on this one. And the hologram soundtrack is going to be available on December 1st, 2017. And you can also already do pre-orders at the DisneyMusicEmporium.com as well. This thing, like I said, it's phenomenal. It's coming with so many different things. Uh, it's just one of those that you have to add to your collection, especially if you are a Star Wars fan. Now, moving along here, let's get back to the parks. And how about Disneyland Paris? And how about a girl booking a trip to Disneyland Paris after guessing her father's PayPal password? Yes, this is something that all of us parents fear. Anytime my kids are on a device, I'm hoping that they didn't break that code or remember something of my own. And a dad was stunned to discover that his nine-year-old daughter had booked herself a holiday vacation to Disneyland Paris for about £1,000, and this was after she guessed his PayPal password. Now, Ian Wilson of the UK was fast asleep when his daughter Susan went on a midnight spending spree, the, as it was reported by the Daily Mail. Now, the schoolgirl planned the whole thing down to the last detail, spending £400 on flights and a hotel gift card, which was £214 on a VIP trip up to the Eiffel Tower, as well as £381 on theme park tickets and the Disneyland Express train due to the depart the next day. Now, fortunately for her dad, who noticed the transaction after three days, PayPal eventually refunded the money. After first refusing to do so, they finally said, okay, we will do this. It wasn't anything that was done on your behalf. Now, her father has said, I don't think she really realizes what she has done and how bad this was and how it could have affected our family with spending this kind of money. She said she's sorry, promised many, many times to help pay it back, and she is worried, but this is the word of warning. Pay attention to what your kids are doing. Make sure you have a crazy, psychotic password like I do. My wife doesn't even remember our passwords. That's how nuts I have them. And always make sure that uh, anything your kid is doing on a device, they're asking for your permission. So, <laughs> come on. Gotta give her credit trying to book a Disneyland Paris vacation. Now, since we are talking about the parks, let's get back to the Walt Disney World Resort. And how about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party now has all new 2017 merchandise at the Magic Kingdom Park. As Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is set to return at the Magic Kingdom Park from November 9th through the 22nd, its merchandise is doing that as well. And there's a lot of great merchandise so far that they already have. They're drawing inspiration from the spirit of the party, something that's completely different for this year. They have 
great little cartoons of Mickey Mouse wrapping presents. He's dressed up like an elf. And it says, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, Magic Kingdom. 2017. There's some that are ornament inspired as well. Now they are designed in that reminiscent kind of holiday styles from the 1960s. Those great flat 2D art pieces. I mean, that's probably the best way that I could do it. It gives you this all warm and fuzzies of nostalgia throughout the entire, I guess, looking at them. I mean, they are fun. They're neat. They're great. I mean, I don't know if I really wear these kind of shirts, but I know many people would and I would get one just to frame it. There's shades of greens and reds and even some light blues, of course, you know, if you want snow and snowflakes and feathery. And there's some really good ones. I have to say, there is some really good ones that they have. They even have new this year, Goofy and Clarabelle Cow are taking center stage on a holiday sweater style shirt and a sweater along with a decorative mug inspired by Mickey's most merriest celebration, as they put it. A live show in which Mickey and his pals hold an unforgettable gathering celebrating friends and music. Now that doesn't end there. Pin collectors, they're going to love it as well. They're going to be getting ready to don all of those on those lanyards as they have great pins for the holidays, limited edition pin sets with exclusive pins for annual pass holders and more. Now if that wasn't enough, right? You're like, okay, how much more could they have for the holidays? Rounding out the event exclusives, they also have all new magic bands for the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party as well. I know many of you love to collect your magic bands. You have them hanging everywhere, your special skins for them, and more. Now, many of these products you're going to find throughout the Magic Kingdom in Main Street, USA, the Storybook Circus Big Top Souvenirs, Tomorrowland, Liberty Square, Fantasyland, and Frontierland. So this is going to be a fun time once again. 2017, great merchandise, but I myself, coming off a Halloween high... I still love the Halloween merchandise. Now, since we are in the parks, right, for the last two news things here, we've had some stuff in the parks. Let's stay in the parks. And how about, I'm going to Disney World. Yes, we all know that phrase. And Houston Astros players celebrated the team's first ever World Series title with a victory parade at the Walt Disney World Resort this last week. The Houston Astros World Series victory celebration made its way from coast to coast this last Saturday, culminating in a colorful parade at the Walt Disney World Resort that saluted the team's first World Series title in its 56-year history. Now, after clinching the World Series championships against the Los Angeles Dodgers on Wednesday of last week, they took part in a citywide party in Houston on Friday, and then they went on to the Magic Kingdom, where they had a great parade. And there, in front of thousands of enthusiastic fans who lined one of the most famous streets in the world that we all know, Main Street USA, one of my favorite loves, you had three Houston Astros who were there. Springer, Altuve, and Korea all got the one-of-a-kind ride atop the Magical Parade float with all kinds of balloons and fans cheering on. It was one of those I'm going to Disney World moments and we remember early in the 80s and even in the 90s Disney was big for these and finally they have brought that back once again and it was a good one. For the first World Series title in 56 years it was meant to happen. Now if only my brewers could do that and clench it as well. Now, getting away from the parks, let's get into the Disney Channel. And we all love Disney Channel, and how about those DCOM? Yes, Disney Channel original movies, for any of you that aren't familiar with what that is. And how about some that are coming up in 2018 that you may have not even heard of yet? Yes, many people are getting ready for Christmas, holidays, but Disney Channel is gearing up for some great films that are under the wire, currently in production, and more. One of them is an all-new zombie movie. Yes, you can get ready to see zombies. Disney has not missed the loophole on that one with things like The Walking Dead, Z Nation, iZombie, 
how zombies are, I guess, pretty much important. Everybody loves them. I mean, come on. We all love zombies. Well, now there's a zombie movie in the works that's set to debut in 2018 at the Disney Channel. And how about one that has been remade a few times? Freaky Friday. We all know the Jodie Foster original from 1977. Freaky Friday, that's the one I grew up with. Fantastic film. Now you fast forward to the 80s. And then there was that made-for-TV movie with Shelley Long. Yes, Shelley Long in Freaky Friday as well. Then you fast forward again, and then you get the one that my children know with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis in Freaky Friday. Now you're wondering, what is going on? Are they remaking Freaky Friday again? Well, they are, but they're doing it in a different way. If you're not up to date on all of your Broadway, let's just say the Freaky Friday musical has been a hit. The live stage show adaptation of the films everybody has loved. It is a great musical rendition of Freaky Friday. I love the soundtrack. It has been a fun show. I had a chance to catch it live. It was a fun, interactive show with great music. Well, now, Disney Channel in 2018 is going to have Freaky Friday remade once again, but this time it's going to be the Freaky Friday musical edition. So I'm excited to see how they're going to bring this stage show that was made into a musical based off these movies and be a remake of those movies in the musical form that was on Broadway. Hopefully you followed everything I just said, but I'm excited for that as well. All right, all of you D-heads, so with that said, I am done with news here. I'm going to release the reins here as we are gearing up for something wicked this way coming. Yes, we are getting ready to solve some mysteries with Nancy Drew, hang out with Harold and Maude, and so much more as we have Ellen Gear stopping in here very shortly here at the show. We also have lots of D-team here for you. You have the questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions in I Want to Know. Maybe you need some tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. Well, Dominic and Mrs. Dominic are going to be here as well. We also have Trisha and Jamie. Your stomach's rumbling, it's grumbling, you're feeling a little hungry. Yes, you can get ready for all of that hunger with magical munching. We have all kinds of fun on the horizon. So before I release the reins here to the D-team and press on here with the show... I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, you name it. They're going to hold your hand, treat you like family, walk you through the process, and make it easy. They also have bilingual experts to help you with any language barrier that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all VD heads, with that said, it is time to press on for show number 199 for the week of November 9th, 2017. And you know what? Tomorrow is Friday. So get freaky, get crazy, and make it a freaky Friday. I'll be right back, all VD heads. You're never going to believe me. No one in their right mind could ever possibly believe me. But what I'm about to tell you is true. 100% true. Everything started the day before my mom got married. Honey! The day that I had I'm Ellie. talking mind-bending. Ellie. Bananas. Ellie. What? Hi, sweetie. This is my mother. I'm in the middle of a story. I know. I'm being supportive. Mom! Fine. I'm going. 
Just one day, that's all I need Just a day without her nagging Just one day, I beg, I plead But the drag just keeps on dragging While I wish for just one Monday or a Friday to be free Free to slouch and sulk and mumble and be messy and be me All I ask is for 12 hours to live my life my way Just one simple, awesome, crazy, kick-ass day One more day, she's on my back She's been riding me forever On my faults and all I lack And all I, oh, whatever Cause I'm lazy and I'm average And I'm sloppy for a start And I know she'd like a daughter Who was pretty thin and smart And I know she's freaking perfect But I'll never be that way Not for a single solitary day Tomorrow is the wedding And tonight is the rehearsal And there is no room for error I mean not one flaw We've got guests in just ten hours Dress the tables, trim the flowers I want beauty and perfection I want total awe And with Weddings Magazine here For a feature on the scene here The business is depending on this one success Now breathe, but thank you, Tori And in fact, that is the story So get moving, move this produce And remove this mess Just one day is all I want With my family united Fears at bay, no fights, no taunts Just the four of us delighted I mean, look, I love my kids I love my work, I love my life And I love my fiancé And in a day I'll be his wife And I'll throw the perfect wedding And I'll throw the bride's bouquet And we'll have one happy, loving family day Mother! Fletcher is puppeting me again! One more day, she'll fight and fuss When her joy is all I'm after It's been a long, tough time for us Now it's time to hear some laughter Cause I only want her happy and well punctual and clean But she mumbles and she crumbles And at times she's outright mean She's bright and so insightful But those traits aren't on Really fast, tonight is the hunt. It's an epic scavenger hunt, and I really want to win. There's just one issue. Just one day, that's all I seek, and I have been asking nicely. Just one day, it's not a week, it's a night to speak precisely. And the hunt is not a stunt, it's my one shot at fame. To be someone who is something, not just what's her name. If I'm in it, I can win it, if she'd only say okay. And that sea bass isn't fresh, it's three days dead Mom, I really need to know if I can wait now where'd she go But I'll never draw her focus from the bread It's a million Mom, little things to the to the
storms are coming. An electric storm to clean your streets and wash away your troubles. For every heart, there exists a wish. You ever play the numbers, Mr. Holloway? Hey, uh, never take risks. For every soul, there burns a desire. Oh, hey, Always was. It smells to me like we're going to have visitors. But never whisper your dreams, for someone might be listening. <laughs> And for every wish, there will be a price. Yes. For every desire, there will be a cost. My name is Mr. Dark. I advise you to respect it. Dad, please be careful. Will. Will. Uh, these boys I'm looking for. Perhaps you know them. Fine boy, fine. Both of them quite a credit to this little town, if you want to know the truth. I do want to know the truth, sir. And the truth is that you are lying. I am pricking up my thumb. Something wicked this wake up. Then rang the bells, both loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. Where do you come from? The dust. Where do you go to? The grave. Yes. We are the hungry ones. Your torments call us like dogs in the night. And we do feed, and feed well. You tell me where the boys are hiding, and I can make you young again. Ray Bradbury's fantasy tale of light and darkness is getting closer. Something wicked this way comes. Hi, this is Barnaby Taylor. I'm the composer for Disney Nature's Born in China, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Trees are so beautiful this fall. Such bright red, yellow, and orange leaves are on full display here in Northwest Arkansas. I hope everyone is enjoying fall in their neck of the woods. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Jacob Schreiber of Chicago, Illinois, and he writes, Diz Radio, over the last few weeks, I have heard Jonathan mention a film called Something Wicked This Way Comes. I've never heard of this film. Was it Disney? And just who is he talking about was also in the pirate films and is in that film. And how different is the film from the book by Ray Bradbury? Looking forward to your answer. 
Well, something wicked this way comes is a 1983 supernatural horror fantasy film directed by Jack Clayton and produced by Walt Disney Productions from a screenplay written by Ray Bradbury, based on his novel of the same name. The novel's title was taken directly from the line in Act 4 of William Shakespeare's Macbeth, By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Film stars Jason Robards, Jonathan Price, Diane Ladd, and Pam Greer. It was shot in Vermont and at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California. The film takes place in Greentown, Illinois, a small town enjoying the innocence of an upcoming autumn as days grow shorter. Two young boys, reserved Will Halloway and somewhat rebellious Jim Nightshade, leave from an after-school detention for whispering in class and hurry off for home. When the boys hear about a strange traveling carnival, Mr. Dark's Pandemonium Carnival, from a lightning rod salesman, they decide to see what it's all about. But Will is fearful, as most carnivals in their tours after Labor Day. When the ominous Mr. Dark, the illustrated man, rides into town on a dark midnight, setting up his massive carnival in a matter of seconds, the boys are both thrilled and terrified. It seems to be just another carnival at first, but it's not long before the forces of darkness begin to manifest from the haunting melodies of the carousel, which can change your age depending on which direction you ride it, and from the glaring mirror maze. With his collection of freaks and oddities, Dark intends to take control of the town and seize more innocent souls to damn. It will take all the wit and hopes of the two boys to save their families and friends, with aid from an unlikely ally, Will's father, the town librarian, who understands more than anyone that something wicked this way comes. Well, Jonathan Price, who plays Mr. Dark, also played Governor Weatherby Swan, the Royal Governor of Port Royal, and the father of Elizabeth Swan in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, and At World's End. Ray Bradbury wrote the screenplay in 1958, intended as a directorial vehicle for Gene Kelly. Financing for the project never came, and Bradbury converted the screenplay into a novel published in 1962. In April of 1983, after the success of family-oriented fantasy pictures by competing studios such as Time Bandits and The Dark Crystal, Disney decided to purchase the adaptation rights and hire Bradbury to produce a new script from scratch. As the film progressed, two different visions emerged for the film, with Bradbury and the director Clayton wishing to stay as faithful to the novel as possible, while Disney wanted to make a more accessible and family-friendly film. Bradbury and Clayton fell out during production after Bradbury discovered that Clayton had hired writer John Mortimer to do an uncredited revision of Bradbury's screenplay at the studio's insistence. The original themes of Bradbury's novel, the suggestion of menace, the autumn atmosphere of an American Midwest township, and the human relationships between characters that attracted Clayton escaped preview audiences completely, with Clayton being heavily criticized. 
New special effects and sequences were shot, and a hastily composed new score by composer James Horner replaced Delarue's original music. Initial test screenings did not fare well with audiences, and Disney recommissioned Bradbury to write an opening narration sequence and new ending. Bradbury referred to the film's final cut as, not a great film, no, but a decently nice one. Well, I personally love this film, and I definitely recommend watching it. Well, our final question this week is from Erica Schmidt of Arizona, and she writes, Aaron and the team, so sad your Halloween shows are over. I just love those. My question for you, Aaron, is about Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. Did they ever release that on vinyl as a story intel? And have you ever had any of the original Pooh people on? I know you've had Jim Cummings on a few times, but anyone else? Thank you, and a great podcast, guys and girls. Well, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day is a 1968 animated featurette based on the 3rd, 5th, 9th, and 10th chapters from Winnie the Pooh, and the 2nd, 8th, and 9th chapters from The House at Pooh Corner. The featurette was produced by Walt Disney Productions, and released by Buena Vista Distribution Company on December 20th, 1968 as a double feature with The Horse in the Gray Flannel Suit. This was the second of the studio's Winnie the Pooh shorts. It was later added as a segment to the 1977 film The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. The music was written by the Sherman Brothers. It was notable for being the last animated short produced by Walt Disney, who died during its production. It was also released as a Disney read-along. The original 1968 edition was entirely narrated by Robbie Lester. The 1978 edition featured a fuller voice cast, including Hal Smith as Winnie the Pooh. Both of these editions include the songs A Rather Blustery Day, performed by Stirring Holloway as Pooh, and rain, rain, rain came down, down, down. And as far as the original Pooh people, we had Bruce Ritherman way back on episode number eight. He was the voice of Mowgli in the Jungle Book. His dad was an animator, and he was one of the few people who voiced Christopher Robin in the original films. Catch him in our podcast archives on DizRadio.com. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for a great question and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. a small boy named Christopher Robin, there were some remarkable toys. There was timid little Piglet, 
gloomy old Eeyore, bouncy Kanga, and little Rue. But the most remarkable of all was a bear called Winnie the Pooh. Now, all of these remarkable animals lived in an enchanted place called the Hundred Acre Wood, and this is where our story begins. On this blustery day, Pooh decided to visit his thoughtful spot, and on the way there, he made up a little hum, and it went something like this. Hum, hum, dum-a-dee-dum-dum-dum-dee. Oh, the wind is lashing lustily, and the trees are thrashing thrustily, and the leaves are rustling gustily, so it's rather safe to say that it seems that it may turn out to be fields, that it will undoubtedly look like a rather blustery day today. It seems that it may turn out to be fields, that it will undoubtedly look like a rather blustery day Oh, I know today is Wednesday, and this is how I know. It is always on a Wednesday that the winds begin to blow. Oh, the wind is lashing lustily, and the trees are thrashing thrustily, and the leaves are rustling gustily, so it is rather safe to say that it seems that it may turn out to be fields, that it will undoubtedly look like a rather blustery day today. It seems that it may turn out to be fields, that it will undoubtedly look like a rather blustery day. The end, everybody inside. Hey, D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. I'm sorry, I couldn't find him anywhere. We're going to have to do this some other time. If we don't get over to orchestra stage, we're going to miss that, too. One of the last steps in the making of a film is the recording of the music. And we're going to eavesdrop on one of those scoring sessions right now. The composer, James Horner, has, among other things, written the music for Star Trek II, and more recently, 48 Hours. And today... With the help of over 60 hand-picked Hollywood musicians, plus 20 female singers, he will conduct a portion of his score for the Walt Disney production of Something Wicked This Way Come. The actual composition of the music that Mr. Horner will record today began months ago, when he and the director and the producer met at what is called a spotting session. They agreed, while watching a final cut of the film, on which section should be underscored with music and which left silence, with particular attention always being paid to those emotional moments, the ones that might be heightened by a burst of brass or a harp glissando. When such a moment is about to occur on the screen, the conductor is alerted by marks called streamers or punches. You'll see them when we get inside. The streamer is a line made on the film with a grease pencil, and the punch is an actual hole that's been cut into the film. If, for example, Mr. Horner wants to change the tempo just before a kiss, or accentuate the string section under a chase, he'll mark those moments with either a streamer or a punch. That segment of the film that's being scored is projected as he conducts. And when he sees the marks, he can anticipate the moments 
and direct the musicians to deliver whatever he wants right down to a single frame of film. Hey, we, we timed that pretty good. Almost every Disney film since the company moved to this lot in 1940 has been scored on this stage. That's a lot of good music. And sometimes it seems that some of that memorable music still hangs in the air here. Perhaps encouraging a new composer or musician to carry on the old tradition. Everybody. Before we start rehearsing anymore, I want to just ask, there's several things that I want to just check, if I may. Let's see if you hear this in your headsets. Yeah, so is everything set? Here we go. Three, four. Hello everyone, this is Dominic and welcome to another edition of Disney's Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, a short leash isn't what a beast uses to keep a chick in his castle. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. Today, we once again bring back my Plantoons co-host and lovely wife, Anita, because this is the anniversary of when we started to plan our first true short lease trip. We took it over Christmas last year. We started planning it around this time, so it's a complete surprise. What we did is we grabbed our kids, told them we were taking them to Grandma's, and we did. But on the way home, instead of going to Delaware, we went to Florida. Being poor students of geography and having no concept of time, they had no idea that they were heading to Florida until they woke up. The trip consisted of one travel hobo day where we did not have park tickets, one stop at Epcot, and then we decided to do two days at the Magic Kingdom, fearing the crowds would be too great and that we would need two days there. But now that we've had a year to reflect, I've asked my wife to come up with the three things that she definitely was glad she did and two things that she would change. So here we go. All right, so what we got? Well, I have the three things that I loved about the trip. Uh, the first one being things that we would never have seen any other time. So decorations, yeah. number one. And things like um, the candlelight processional. Wouldn't see that in the summer. Never, ever. Um, seeing Cal Ripken Jr. Cal Ripken Jr. What was Cal yeah. Ripken doing there? I know. he was. Well, he was the host. The ghost um, host? Yeah, the ghost host of the... <laughs> no, he wasn't a ghost yet. Um, <laughs> yay. Uh, he was the host of the Candlelight Processional. There you go. And yeah. that's another thing we would not have seen any other time of year. Any other time of year. So that was very cool. That was the reason we went to Epcot. Yeah, so, uh, and it was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely gorgeous. I loved every minute of that. I liked that you walked in and you were bombarded with every kind of wintry wonderland. You got to walk through trees that were all decorated, um, snowstorms in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I like the exit snowstorm. You know, that was that pretty was, cool. That was awesome. The um, resorts having Christmas trees specifically themed, themed to yeah. their resort. Like the Polynesian had the tree covered in Polynesian type stuff. Mm -hmm. All of those things. So that was my number one. 
Okay, it's a good one. Um, the second thing that was surprising to me and something that I enjoyed was that the crowds were not nearly as bad as I thought. Uh, I think the crowds were exactly as bad as we thought. We're just really no. good at the park. No, no, it really wasn't. Like, all the pictures that you see are taken specifically at the point where they're the worst. Well, there was a 220-minute uh, wait for both Splash Mountain and Big Thunder. The fact that we didn't stay in that line and yeah, well, hit it not, after... We're not idiots. I know. You know, you avoid those. So, we did avoid like, those. You know, come on. And the way we did that is we waited till after the New Year's fireworks and then rode the rides and there was nothing, there was no wait at all. But sure. it was pretty crowded. I mean, it, I had never seen them go to designing impromptu lanes where you can only go... Uh, one way yeah. or the other down a street. Yeah. So it was pretty crowded. We just did a great job of avoiding the crowds. Uh, listen to the Gauntlet episode, which explains how we basically avoided waiting for anything. Yeah, I mean, and it all worked out. It did. We were able to ride everything, and it was no problem. Like We were able to eat where we wanted to eat. We got the fast passes we wanted. Everything was planned out to where we didn't have to wait for anything. So. Yeah, and we didn't have any early advantage. Mm-hmm. We were off property and everything, and we still yeah. managed to uh, maneuver the park well. I Take agree. Take advantage of everything. So I, I, that was number two. All right. Um, I liked walking in and being so immersed in all of the magic that you forgot everything else beforehand. <laughs> now, we've been there a lot. I mean, just together as a couple, we've been there, I don't know, a dozen times or so. Mm -hmm. And I have never seen you cry (laughs) as you walked in and looked at the Magic Kingdom. That's how different Christmas was. When you walked in and saw Main Street and looked at the castle, you actually teared up looking at something you've seen quite a number of times. Yes. It was just that much more special. It really was. That was cute. It it really took... Took me to a different place with everything. Central that, Florida. Uh, stop it. Uh, <laughs> you're so terrible. It just felt different. The staff was different. The the whole feeling that you walk in, you smell different smells. You, you know, it's, it is. It's just a completely different set of, of Disney okay. that you walk into. So that was my, uh, that was my third good thing. Great. So planning this trip again, if we were to take it again, because this is pretty impromptu. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we just like, let's go. And we went. Uh, what would you do differently now that you have a year to reflect and uh, more time to plan if you're going to do it again? I would realize that our children are bigger than they were. Like two years before was when we went before. And they have grown by two years. So what we didn't think of was, you know, they eat twice as much as they did before. So instead of sharing a meal, they can't share a meal anymore. Yeah. And they were still hungry. So I would have budgeted more for lunch and dinner for them. And your final thing you would change or things that you would do a little bit differently going into a short leash this year would be what? Last thing that I would do um, is I'd probably let them know that we were going. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, you know, just a little bit. You would ruin the surprise. Well, because of one thing. What's that? I'd want to stay somewhere on the way down. Oh, you didn't like to drive straight? Well, 
I didn't like you driving straight down. You wouldn't let me drive, and that's fine. I have no <laughs> problem with that at all. There's no issue with me not driving. It's just I felt bad that you had to go straight all the way down to Florida after a holiday with my parents. They, um, <laughs> they are food heavy, my parents. And, you know, when you're going 100% all the time for three days with them, and then you get in the car and you're going to drive to Florida overnight. <laughs> That's a lot. Hey, braving a food coma to make sure your wife does not drive and destroy your car. Well, that's short leash people. I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash tips at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at WDW Plantoons. My wife can be found at Mrs. Plantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Spokesman. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to my home state. And that's Florida. Welcome to Florida. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Florida. Everything is okay. Welcome to Out your seat, we got some things to see. Move your body to the beat. Everything's alright, just follow me. I can be your tour guide. Nothing but sunny skies. I'll take you on a ride. Yeah, so many things to see. We can start on Main Street. This place is crazy. Simply put, amazing. Cinderella's castle, fantasy land is after. This is our storybook, and it's time for a brand new ch ch chapter. It's like a fairy tale, cause we so very well I got the magic in me It's time for show and tell I'm in Tomorrowland A talking trash can I'm on that Buzz Lightyear I'm on Space Mountain People move a carousel Moving to Adventureland Jungle Cruise, Tiki Room Pirates of the Caribbean Me and you We gon' have a good time So fast pass and relax While we pass through the line Welcome to Florida Enjoy your stay Welcome to Florida, everything is okay. Welcome to the FLA, the Sunshine State. Welcome to Florida. Welcome to Florida. Welcome to Florida. Welcome to Florida. Hi, this is Jerry Mathers, the Beaver from Leave It to Beaver. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Cooper. And their dealings with... Stressed envelope to... Davis and Kirk. Right down that... I want to teach you a lesson in love. Back in 1950, I published a novel, The Martian Chronicle. And Gene Kelly, the great dancer, read it and asked a friend to bring me to his house. So I went to see Gene Kelly, and he told me how much he loved Martian Chronicles. I said, Mr. Kelly, right back at you, because you just made the greatest musical in the history of the world. He said, what? I said, Singing in the Rain is the greatest musical ever made, and you made it, and I love you for it. 
and he was stunned. And I said, on top of that, it's a science fiction musical. <laughs> he said, what? I said, it's about the invention of sound, how sound was invented and changed Hollywood and changed the world. So uh, I became very good friends with Gene Kelly and walking home one night from seeing one of his films, I turned to my wife and I said, my God, I would love to write something for Gene Kelly because I love that man so much. So my wife said, take something out of the fire, turn it into a screenplay for it and give it to him and maybe he'll like it. So I went to my file and I found a short story called The Black Ferris, which I had published in Weird Tales. I got $15 for it. I, it was very rich, huh? <laughs> so I took that story and turned it into an 85-page screenplay called The Dark Carnival. And I took it to Gene Kelly and I gave it to him. And he read it. He says, my God, this is a great story. I want to do this as my next film. May I take it to London and Paris and try to get some money? I said, take it, take it. And he came back a month later. He said, I'm sorry, Ray, there's no money. I said, don't tell me you're sorry. I'm so glad that you tried. So he gave me back the screenplay, and I spent three years turning it into a novel called Something Wicked That's What Comes. So that's, that's Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment here at Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones that you've grown up with, ones you've passed down for generations, ones you've passed down to your children. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to movies, television, film, theater, so much more. You know her from Something Wicked This Way Comes, Harold and Maude, Phenomenon, Nancy Drew, and so much more. We have the talented, the iconic Ellen Gear here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Well, thank you for having me here with you today. It is our pleasure having you on. Somebody with your resume continues to impress me. I go through, and many of these films I've grown up with, my parents have passed on to me, I've passed them on to my children. The one question I always love to start with everybody is what led you down the road of acting in theater? Oh, well, uh, with our family, we, we were always theater people. And uh, that's that was just handed down to us, and I found that I couldn't type very well when it was time to get a job. Um, and I found that uh, being on the stage was uh, something that I could do, and I could do well, and that uh, fed your passion, you know. And that's what you have to do in life is feed your passion. Definitely. And it's one of those things where it really was fruitful for you because you were part of so many different things, you know, so many different films and more. Now, I guess when you finally landed uh, those early roles and whatnot, were you like, this is it? This is what I truly love and what I want to do? Oh, yes, it came very, it came, and, and, and when I was doing theater in, in the in earlier times, uh, you know, you got paid a lot for what you did on theater, which isn't so today. 
So, so that's why so many actors are going into television and going into uh, films, you know, because you can make a living that way. It's much harder to do in theater unless you're a star. Definitely. Now, with that, you've been part of many different films and television over the years. Everybody knows like Harold and Maude, as well as, you know, the Disney classic Something Wicked This Way Comes and many other roles. Now, going through your entire career, was there any one of those roles, whether that's film or television, that you look back and you're like, that is one that I truly will never forget. It was my favorite thing to work on. Well, uh, uh, working on the, on the you know, uh, Sunshine Door Ray in Harold and Maude was a wonderful experience because the director was so wonderful. He was also an editor, so he really knew what he wanted. He knew how to get it. And I loved everybody in the company, and it was quite an honor to be working with Ruth Gordon. Who, who was quite extraordinary. So, um, yeah, I guess that might be my favorite uh, film. <laughs> <laughs> well, and with that film, too, that film continues to be passed on to generations. Did you ever think that it would have this lasting power that it continues to be passed on even today? Well, the writing was so good. Colin Higgins was quite a wonderful writer, and he really got into the soul of the character of Harold and there are so many young people today who are searching. You know, we did uh, we did uh, Harold and Maude at our theater, the Wilgier Theater and Botanicum, which I run out here in California. And we did Harold and Maude, and it was fun because I got to play Maude, and my daughter played my part, Sunshine Dore. <laughs> and uh, there were so many young young men who would come up and just say, "Oh, thank you, thank you. Somebody understands me." And uh, so that's the reason we do things is to reach, you know, is to reach people, reach into their hearts and their souls so that they know they're not alone here on Earth. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, you've played a part in many different roles as well that tell those stories that everybody continues to love. You know, whether that was being part of the wonderful world of Disney, uh, being part of Harold and Maude and so many other roles, including many television roles that uh, everybody has, has known over the years, everything from Fantasy Island all the way through Star Trek, The Next Generation. Now, when it comes to your television credits, uh, when you're out and about, is there anybody that recognizes you for one role over another? Uh, in, in television? Well, yeah. all I can think of is in great roles because that's where you get the writing is in theater, you know, doing something like Joan of Arc. And I even had the audacity to do King Lear. I played King Lear, me a woman, <laughs> on the stage. And so those are the things that excite a, a theater artist, you know, because that's the basis, uh, the, the basics of, of what we do. But in television, I did enjoy uh, uh, the series with uh, not only Jimmy Stewart, but, um, but uh, The Beauty and the Beast. Those were both wonderful series. I, I I felt very proud to be on them because they spoke to people in a certain way. And, uh, yeah, that's what I like to do when I work. <laughs> well, definitely. You know, and like you said, it's one of those things where you get to speak to people, you know, whether that is through television, film, you name it. And, of course, you know, uh, being part of many other things where, you know, early on you took over as artistic director – um, you know, for the outdoor amphitheater, what was it like saying, we're going to take this over, we're going to, you know, gr create some great uh, theater here for people and, you know, having that thrive? Uh, well, it's quite extraordinary, really. It's very hard to do. There were times where you just put your head between your knees and sobbed, but then you'd, your head would come back up and you'd find somebody else who believed in what your passion was, which was to offer the great classics 
so that people can see can see and hear great writing, see the great techniques. You don't want to lose those, you know. You don't you don't want to lose those because those are the stories that so many writers even today get their material from are the great old stories. And um, uh, so I, I, I'm very happy that uh, it is succeeding, and, and one of the most exciting things about it is our educational programs that go along with it that reach kids from age four all the way up 80, 90, however old you want to be, because everybody gets excited when you have elevated language, language that is powerful and strong. It, it just makes you all stand taller when you when you see it hear it or speak it. <laughs> Definitely. And that's also one of those things, too, with being part of live theater like that. Is that one of those things where you really do enjoy knowing that you get that instant, I guess, gratification or acknowledgement from the audience that you're touching their lives because you're looking out there and you see their reactions instantly? Is that one of those things where it really does keep it li- lively and fun and energetic? You see, you're very, very wise because that's the thing. When you do theater, you have a whole relationship with the audience. And that that's what makes it exciting. It doesn't matter that it isn't on film. It doesn't matter that it's going to be forever. It's that moment between you, your beautiful piece of writing that you've been given, and and the audience, how they are receiving it. That's 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 exciting, you know. Uh, when when you do film or TV, there there's a distance because you have no reaction. You're just relying on your crew, which is always so extraordinary, and your director and your other actors. But you don't have that element of the audience. So and and also so often when you do film and TV, you, you, the camera tells the audience where to look. There are so many things that go on when you're doing a scene in film and TV that the audience will never see because the camera and the editor have decided what you will see. So you see, it's not as a communal experience. So I think that's why theater is so, so important to actors. They know that they're, it's a real communal, community, community feeling of talking with them and being with them and laughing with them and hearing them laugh. It's, it's good. It's what life's about. well and that gets back to like you said storytelling and whether that's theater or even films and you've been part of many films that have some great stories behind it including the raid bradbury something wicked this way comes which in the disney catalog everybody loves this film it has this huge fan following and cult following um you know looking back and you know seeing some of these roles that you've been a part of do you ever go back and watch all these films and you know kind of get lost in any of the characters you've played on any level or depth that the character was part of you know i don't i i think it's because uh, i really don't um i'm just proud and happy to have been able to work consistently on and all through my life and to uh also have the incredible joys of family on and all, you know, in my life, which is at my theater here. All my family works there. I, it's like a gift. I, I've been given a huge gift. And then, if and so, whenever it's time to go do something on TV and film and they want me, I would be more than happy to go. I feel very, very lucky when you look at what's going on in the world today. 
Well, definitely. And that goes back to, you know, your entire catalog. You know, you are able to be part of many of these things that help people, you know, forget something that's going on in the world or they get lost in this moment in time or some of them are looking back and, you know, they may have been watching one of your theatrical productions or movies or television roles. And it takes them back to that time when they were sitting on the couch with mom and dad watching something. Now, knowing that you're part of this, like you said, and enjoying being around your family and so much more, I guess, do you have anything in the current works or anything working as part of the theatrical company as well that we're going to be able to see up and coming? Oh, well, in the theatrical, yes, we're in the final uh, time of our season. It's a wonderful season about social justice. We have uh, playing right now Trouble in Mind, which was written by an African-American writer in the 50s, Alice Childress. And it's gotten wonderful reviews, and everybody's been coming, and we're very excited by it. It's an, it's an important piece. We're doing also uh, Other Desert Cities by uh, a, a local writer, John Robin Bates, um, that is very, very powerful. What happens when you have a Republican parents and liberal children <laughs> that creates... How do you, you know, stay connected? And then uh, we also have Merchant of Venice by William Shakespeare. And uh, the final is Animal Farm by uh, George Orwell. It's a wonderful musical adaptation. And then always every year we put on a Midsummer's Night Dream so we can... Those are so many different projects as well that people love. I mean, that's a thing. It's a repertory season, you see. We have lots of interns, lots of apprentices, and it, it's a wonderful summer community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and there's something to be said about, you know, live theater. And there's always something going on and something fun. And like I said, you were part of so many different things, everything from, you know, Beauty and the Beast and Star Trek, Patriot Games, and so many other things as well. I guess, you know, in closing here and, you know, so many different things from your career, I guess uh, if you were to look back at your entire career and you're writing those memoirs and, and whatnot, I guess what what would be that one thing that you would want to make sure came across that you want to make sure was never forgotten that you'd want everybody to remember? Well, in the in life, it would be my children. In my career, it's uh, being able to pass on what you know. Because that's one of those things where, you know, being able to pass it on for a next generation and so much more, that really, that really does pay true to everything you've been part of as well. And we know that you've had this huge, great career. So I guess in closing here, for fans of Ellen, fans of everybody who's seen everything from your theater to your films, your television, people that have followed your entire career, you've touched their life in some way, shape, or form, is there any final words you'd like to leave out out there for all those tuning in? Be kind to each other. Very good words of wisdom. It doesn't get more simple than that. So thank you once again, Ellen, for stopping in chatting with us, taking this trip down memory lane, and of course, so much more into the future. It was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, and I'm excited to see uh, more of you. Thank you for making this so easy. (laughs) Thank you. It was our pleasure, and thank you once again. Bye-bye.
know who you are. You are the autumn people. Where do you come from? The dust. Where do you go to? The grave. Yes. We are the hungry ones. Your torments call us like dogs in the night. And we do feed. And feed well. To stuff yourselves on other people's nightmares. And butter our plain bread with delicious pain. So, you do understand a little. You are known in this town. My father knew you. Your father? The preacher? That half-man? You'd have done goodness. Tasteless fare, funerals, bad marriages, lost loves, lonely beds. That is our diet. We suck that misery and find it sweet. We search for more, always. We can smell young boys ulcerating to be men a thousand miles off. And hear a middle-aged fool like you groaning with midnight despairs from halfway around the world. Hi, this is Michael McGreevy from uh, the Computer War Tennis Shoes, Snowball Express. Now you see him, now you don't. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hi, I'm Greg Hannon, the culinary director of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, and here are some must-try dishes at this year's event. Here at Spain, we have an awesome charcuterie cone filled with meats, cheeses, imported olives with herb vinaigrette. It's delicious. At India, we have the pistachio cardamom bundt cake with chocolate mousse, a little bit of toasted coconut. Flavors are amazing. Here we are at Farm Fresh, with the crispy chicken, griddled cornbread, red-eye gravy, you've got to try this one. Who doesn't love teriyaki glazed spam hash in Hawaii? A guest favorite is back, the liquid nitro chocolate almond truffle with warm whiskey caramel at the Chocolate Studio. Flavors from fire, where smoke meets spice, sweet pancake, spicy chipotle chicken sausage, onion jam, and maple butter syrup. I'm Chelsea from the Epcot Food and Beverage team. Today I'm at the Light Lab where we have a new must-try drink, the Blue Spectrum, the Blanc de Blue sparkling wine and tri-colored boba pearls. And lastly, we have a refreshing frozen wine cocktail featuring Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. Cheers! For the must-try dishes and a whole lot more, come out to the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. We'll see you there. Hi everyone, this is Trisha and Jamie, and welcome to Magical Munchies, the segment on Diz Radio that makes you want to give thanks for food and wine. And speaking of food and wine, this year's food and wine is almost coming to a close, and I believe it ends on November 13th. And because food is our thing, we needed to do just one more Magical Munchies segment devoted to the tastiest time of year at Disney. And so maybe you've already been to food and wine, and you want to do more on your next trip than just drink boozy water and eat mac and cheese. 
Or maybe you're just about to head out on your delicious food and wine adventure and need a few ways to fill in the time between marketplaces. So in this episode, we're going to go beyond the food and the wine, though we love both of those, at the festival and share our top three not to miss at Food and Wine Festival. Mine will be a little bit kid-geared because I have that whole mom thing going on. And we did food and wine with our whole family of 11 back in 2015. And mine's going to be a bit all over the place, just like me, and like a cornucopia, because it's fall, and nothing says fall like a cornucopia. So let's start with my number three, and it's got to be the merchandise. So you need to go to the festival center. You need to see all of the merchandise food things, and then you can have it shipped home. And there's so much stuff there. So there's, much. And they have Remy. They have Remy. And so it's so brilliant because you go, you're drinking, and when you drink, you tend to buy more. And so you're just like buying and shipping items and you get home and you're like, why did I buy a case of wine and five pounds of pasta and then like six towels with figment on them? <laughs> Surprise! <You> mean, <laughs> then we have get a whole bunch of mopeans. <laughs> Well, a lot of the festival merchandise this year is featuring everyone's favorite purple dragon. You know, pigment. And also going to check out the pass holder merch because it's awesome. Do you know that I got, well, I'm calling them this. They're not called this. They're, um, I call them my pass cans. No. <laughs> they're, they're salt shakers. They're salt and pepper shakers and they're shaped like trash cans, but they're special annual pass holder ones. And they have the, uh, the festival logo all over it. And they also have Remy, which is really, really cool. That's one of those things that you always think of, like, like the person that's creating this, looking at this going, this is a garbage can, right? Like a salt and pepper. Like they're putting food <laughs> inside a garbage can to dump it on their food. Like this just doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, but they're so cute. And you know what? I wish they were a little bit bigger because I would totally use them as bookends because oh. I know you're like me and I'm sure you have a lot of books around your house. Oh, definitely. Yes. Because we're total book nerds. And just want to give a little shout out to this week's celeb guest, Ellen Greer. She was featured as a librarian character from the wonderful world of Disney. So book nerds unite! Yes, book and food nerds, because that's probably what she would go and purchase at the Festival Center and have sent home is all those cookbooks. Because you can get them signed by the celeb chefs that are there, I think, right? Uh, for sure. I think you might have to do one of their special packages to do that. Um, but you could purchase the book outright. <laughs> Okay, so my number three, totally for the kids, but the kids of all ages, because it was our, our teenagers and our kids in their 20s that almost had as much fun with this as Oliver, and that's Asia P's World Showcase Adventure. And this is a really cool thing um, that you can do any time of year, but during food and wine, you're there, you're waiting in line for a marketplace, and so while you're trying to you know get your fill of cheese, macarons, and spicy hummus fries, and are in line, your kid can be off doing their Age of P thing and watching Doofenshmirtz come out of a volcano or a zip line, watch Age of P zip line across in France. And so your kids are occupied while you are stuffing your face. That sounds like so much fun. And he's cute too. Perry's adorable. He's, he's a platypus. You can't get much mm -hmm. cooler than a platypus wearing a hat. Yep. It's like a fedora, right? Yeah. Would that be so. considered a fedora? <laughs> <laughs> yep, a platypus and a fedora that solves, helps solve crimes and saves the world from the evil genius Heinz Jufrenschmerz. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm going to talk about my number two because kindred spirits, you know, you and I, that's what we are. And we love our list so much. So it's got to be the food and wine passports because you can check things off. You can see what you missed or what you want to revisit. And Trisha, guess what the best part is? Stickers! Stickers! All of the stickers. So you can stick them on yourself, stick them on the book, or just use them to stick on things later. And they're pretty stickers. It's like being a teenager again with a trapper keeper and like all those like crazy Lisa Frank stickers, except these are a little bit more Disney subdued. And I don't, I don't think they have any unicorns. No, that's like the elusive thing. They should totally add one. 
So, um, do you hear us, Disney? I'm, I'm suggesting that you put a unicorn one, um, the one from Inside Out. I think that should be featured. This is a pretty super cute unicorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so my number two is in the festival hall, and it's in the Giordelli shop in the festival hall, and they have these amazing chocolate sculptures, and while you're wandering around looking at the beautiful chocolate sculptures, they give you free chocolate samples. Yeah, they do. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> so we saw one on our trip in 2015, and it was a scene from Up. Now, just to try to give a little bit of a visual here, this isn't like a house. This is this intricately carved piece of chocolate that is has every detail of the house. It had the colorful balloons. Carl was there. He even had the tennis balls on the bottom of his walker. It is amazing. And... Every year they tend to do the sculptures for the latest movie that has come out. And so I had sent my friend Jamie on a on a mission to try to locate one of my favorite characters, Baby Groot. Groot! <laughs> well, unfortunately, I didn't see Groot, but I did see a lot of the characters from Moana, and I saw Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And the best part was they had the Kakamora! Chocolate Kakamora! <laughs> this is so cool, because you get to say Kakamora. Yep, and chocolate. And chocolate. It sounds like, like a crazy flavor of chocolate or something. Okay. <laughs> so now to my, to, now Jamie, what's your number one? My number one has to be me heading over to the festival center and getting the tasting sampler. It is like a work of genius. So you buy that, you get eight tabs and you can use it for food and wine. But the secret is you use these tabs for the higher price point items and then you're actually saving money. So head over to France, get that La Passion Fruit Martini, splurge on those lobster rolls over in, um, uh, yep, can't remember what it's called. Gonna call it America Town. <laughs> American Adventure. American Adventure, thank you. I think that's but it. It's, it's awesome and it's definitely a great way to save money and it has Remy on it so it's a really fun souvenir when you're done. So we had no idea this existed and it could have saved us so much money when we took a group of 11 to Food and Wine uh, a couple of years ago and guys if you use your Disney Visa to buy the thing then you can use your Disney Visa reward dollars after you get home to go on Shop Disney or go to the Disney or the Shop Disney store and get your Disney fix because you know what two weeks after you get home you need another Disney fix. Oh my god, yeah, you totally do. It, it helps with the Disney sadness. And you know what? Look at that. We Disney foodies are super cost-effective with the planning and everything, and it's all about saving money to buy more food. So just listen to us. We've, we've got you covered. Got you covered. <laughs> all right, so my number one is Remy's Hide and Squeak. And this is an adorable thing that they do at Food & Wine every year. And it's kind of fun for the kids because it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. Um, it does have a cost with it. I think it's around or around under $10. And it's the perfect combo because it's Remy and Remy loves food and it's Food and & Wine. And we love food. So we just have to actually do this. Uh, so you get a map. And it has all the different marketplaces listed that have a Remy hidden somewhere in the marketplace. And guess what you use to track which places you found the Remy's at, Jamie? Would it be stickers? More stickers! <laughs> yes. Yes. So once you have your map full, you found all your stickers, you take it over to one of the designated shops that are participating in the event and you get a Remy food pen. Now they don't make you exchange the map because most people would be, you know, throwing down and fighting because the map is really cute too, but you get a Remy food pen and they have a couple different options. And the year that we did it, we went with a Remy with a baguette and it was, you can't get more French than a baguette. See, I wish they had the pins this year. I was a little disappointed because they, they threw a curveball and they switched it up. 
What? So now they're like little foam keychains, which are still super adorable. And they have Remy and they have Emil on them. But they're foamy, kind of like the antenna toppers. And you can actually like just stick it on your keys and carry it with you more places. So it's it's not as shiny as a pin, but it's still really cool. So very cute. And the, the funnest part of this activity, though, is seeing people work together to find the Remy's. We actually had like an eight-year-old girl helping us find one because... Um, we were asking, I think it was in Morocco, we were asking for help and the cast member was like, what is this mouse? I don't know what this is. So oh. she wasn't aware of the hind squeak. And so that thankfully this, this other guest was showing us. And it's just really neat to have those things that bring you together. It's pretty awesome. Disney has a wonderful sense of community and camaraderie with stuff like that. We will find the Remy's together. Together. So we can all get stickers. <laughs> Well, that's our list, the six things to make sure you do at Food and & Wine. And you can search for platypus, you can search for rats, get some purple dinosaurs, some pins, and save some money on booze, and then, you know, play with more stickers! More stickers! Alright, so listeners, have you been searching for Remy or for Agent P while you've been at Food and & Wine? And what merchandise made it to your suitcase? We want to hear from you, fellow Disney foodie fans. So you can find me at Instagram at Lilo underscore The Lost Princess. And I also do a post every Friday. Happy little uh, Disney Foodie Friday, so check out the Magical Munchies hashtag so you can see what delicious food I'll be posting for that day. And you can find me on Instagram at NotSoEvil underscore Disney Stepmom and also on Facebook at author Trisha Dab, T-R-I-S-H-A-D-A-A-B. And I'm posting a photo series right now of 50 Disney World Bites that my husband and I ate and sipped back when we were on our trip in May. And there is a lot of delicious Disney food in there. And if you're craving even more Disney food, you can't get enough, or you have a Disney fan on your Christmas list, not sure what to get them, you can check out my new book, Tasting the Magic from A to Z, the best food and beverages at Walt Disney World. You can just contact me on Facebook or Instagram for details. Well, thank you again, all of you wonderful D-heads and fellow foodies for joining us. And don't forget to try everything. You know, there's been a heap of legends and tall tales about Robin Hood. All different, too. Well, we folks of the animal kingdom have our own version. It's the story of what really happened in Sherwood Forest.
Disneyheads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig, you know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, LVD heads, so that's going to wrap up this week's show. We had a fun romp here. We watched out for something wicked. We solved some mysteries with Nancy Drew, and we had all kinds of fun. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Ellen Gear for stopping in here, chatting with us, going down memory lane, and so much more from your long-standing career. It is a fantastic career that we all know, love, and you've played a part in many people's lives. I'm looking forward to seeing you into 2018. Thank you, Ellen, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, without the D-Team, there would be no show. They bring those snippets, that little bit of something extra, and all the fun for all of you D-Heads. Remember, you can connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. Just go to the D-Team page and email them right there. So I want to thank the D-Team of Aaron, Dominic, Trisha, and Jamie, all stopping in here this week with those signature segments. And finally, the most important, yes, you know I'm going to say it, Drum roll, please. Thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show at all. You are the reason we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney for the last eight years, 200 shows next week, that we've been bringing them to you here at Disney On Demand. So thank you, the D-Heads, for making the magic, making it happen, and allowing us to bring this to you every single week. Now next week, as I mentioned, we are celebrating 200 shows here at Disney On Demand. Now, I know some podcasts have celebrated 200 shows in the past, and they do it relatively quick. They're doing two, three shows a week, little short, 20 minutes. We've brought 200 shows in the last eight years, 250 celebrity guests, and so much more. So we are excited for show 200 here next week. So before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week to celebrate 200 shows... First and foremost, I want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, and so much more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash dizradioshow. That's D-I-Z radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait. You need the magic in your ears right away while you're driving to work, you're in your cubicle, you want to share it with your family. Yes, I know it's that important. All you have to do is go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Go there, search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, you name it. You're going to get it released right away for you to enjoy. And remember, if you can't remember any of these links, you're just like, man, this guy is rambling on. All you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and find all those links there as well. All right, all of you D-heads, with that said, it is out of the way. Next week, we are celebrating 200 shows 
here at Disney On Demand. Yes, the 200 mark. And next week to help us stop in, Thanksgiving is right around the river bend. Thanksgiving is right there where you sit under a tree and think about getting some wisdom. It's that time of the year when you're eating turkey, going out there, and shooing away raccoons. If that didn't give you enough hints as to who's going to be stopping in here next week, I'm not sure what will. So until next week, all of you D-heads, as I always mentioned, go out there, take time, slow down, and most importantly, never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. So make the magic happen. Spend that time with friends, family, and loved ones. So until next week, all of you D-heads, just remember, go out there, read a good book, maybe a Ray Bradbury book, and by the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. Until next week, all of you D-heads, stay out of the shadows. And so, we had to hide because, well, who'd believe us? I believe you. You do? But we're not grown-ups. That's why I believe you. It seems they destroy people by granting their dearest wishes, as has been the way of the devil since God created the world. By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. Then rang the bells, both loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong will fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. It's a thousand years to Christmas, Mr. Howard. Wrong. It's here, in this library, tonight, and can't be spoiled. Did Will and Jim bring it with them on the soles of their shoes? Where do you come from? The dust. Where will you go to? The grave. Time is soon for everyone, cause something wicked this way comes.
for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.